Hello everybody, welcome to Bescott Beat, it's season 4, it's episode 14. I'm your host Nathan Jude, uh, delighted to be joined as ever by Warsaw reporter extraordinaire, it is Mr Joe Edwards, coming Joe from Queen Street, Wolverhampton. Queen Street, Wolverhampton and a new room a new in, in, in Queen Street, room. Wolverhampton where, um, I mean, the, one of the many corners of this building that mm. has previously been unexplored. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I am I am in here on basic. Well, somebody's just walked past, but otherwise it's a it's a pretty quiet space. So hopefully, no disturbances. For people who don't know Queen Street and the Express and Star offices, yeah, um, it is a massive place, isn't it? I mean, it, it's it massive, is huge. Ma- massey, Joe Massey, former Walsall reporter Joe mm. Massey. People this, remember it. This, this, does sound a little bit wrong, but I'm going Go to say on. it anyway. He took Go me on, down. No. He took me down the basement. Did uh, he? La- last week, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we went. We went. To, we went down to the basement. I didn't even know this existed. So it's um, d- down. Is this one of... for HR, mate, or are we okay? Well, to, uh... well, it's actually mm. you go past HR to get there. Do you? Yeah. So it's kind oh, of. Oh, is this into the? Is, it, is this into the? The old copy room of, of all the it. old ex, ex that, um, um, by the key papers. Holder. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't even know that was there. I've, I've been, <laughs> I've been here nearly eight years. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even know that was there. Massey was like, oh, because I think um, I'd done a piece and whoever it what you know they said, oh, could you send out a copy? And I was like, oh, right, yeah. And Massey was like, yeah, let's go down to the down to the basement. Yeah, we love I it. I didn't even know it was there. Um, it's, it's a good thing. So, so you go down and then you turn left, don't you? Down, down yeah, the stairs it, again. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. I yeah. tell you what, it's a good thing you didn't turn right. <laughs> Sexdungeon.com. <laughs> wow, look at that. So, so there's that, and then there's this floor, which this is the third floor. Mm. So, just to paint a picture for yeah. the listeners. Yeah. So, like editorial, which is where. We, we we are we're on the second floor, mm. and advertising are on the third floor. But there's this kind of split in half, I guess, the third floor, and then this corner is where nobody else is. So um, yeah, we're tucked away up here. Well, I am. You're at uh, Shay Judah. Shay Judah. Um, Shay Judah. Which I, I must forewarn you. Um, the the dog walker, I'm disappointed, has not been yet today, so maybe he's late. But there could be um, there could be a few screeches and screams uh, during this podcast. Well, it wouldn't be a podcast without the uh, dogs going mental. Correct. So this um, is very true. <laughs> so, and we've got plenty to chew on. Um, we have plenty, we have, mate. We have absolutely. No, it's um, I'm footloose and fancy free at the moment, mate. The missus has gone on tour with the old little mix. She's away. She's away for the next oh, seven they're, weeks. They're still, they're still, they're still going. Then they're still going, mate. They're still they're going st- as a trio. I think. I think. I don't know. I should say this or not. I think it's common knowledge. I don't know. Oh, if I'm not, it, then uh, is it, is this, of, is it Swan Song? Swan Song tour. I think this will be a Swan Song tour, or at least not, a break. A break. They're not. They're not. Um, they're not saying they're splitting. They're not splitting. They'll always be a trio. Um, but um, but yes, I think they're going away. Two of them are mums now. So, um, mm. so yes, Alana was. Um, they went to. Um, they're in Dublin tonight. They're in Dublin yesterday. They're in Belfast to start the tour, I think, before they come back across to the UK. So, yeah, Alana was um, was chatting away last night. She went. They they booked out a cinema. So there was a. As you do. Was, um, 
As you do, as you do, you know, yeah. these days, mate. She was uh, <laughs> just watching, they watched Harry Potter with, um, I'm trying to see a football connection, there was Oxley Chamberlain was there, and... Um, and Andre, um, and um, Thingy Gray, Andre Not Gray, is it? Andre Gray was Andre there. So Gray. there's a the football connection to it, mate. But uh, no, there. Um, she's away for six, seven, seven weeks. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's me and the Poms, mate. You and the Poms. Me and the Poms. You're going away as well. I'm going away, leaving it up. Where um, are you going, mate? Yeah. So Easter uh, little break. So apologies, apologies beforehand. I will be missing uh, Good Friday. What? Um, yeah, and and Easter Monday. Oh, um, so I am missing two Warsaw games, but I think with the season know, absolutely bubbling, um, I think many would probably be in agreement that that's probably. A, I, think a bit be, of a, I think I think I think you won't be the only one missing those two games, mate. No, to be honest. I, I think uh, I think a fair few might be joining me uh, and, uh, in deciding not to not to bother. Wait, um, while you're off, Joe. So off to the old uh, the Weymouth, the Weymouth in uh, Dorset. Um, I'm just googling it now because I've never been. But actually, you've never it been. Looks really, I've, it looks I've, really nice. I've been. I've been quite a lot. Um, Have you? Yeah, I'd probably say we're approaching a dozen now. It's very colourful. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, it looks a bit like Italy. <laughs> honestly, no, honestly, I'm so, so, there's nice pictures, mate. All different uh, colour. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm staring at colour, coloured build, different coloured buildings, like yeah. pastel colours on the water. Looks lovely. Honestly, we went last year mm. in August, um, and it was like twenty-eight degrees. I was, oh. sw- I, was sw- I was swimming in the sea every day. It was oh, brilliant. It's the dream. Uh, it's, it's not going to be that warm this time around, but it's yeah. um, it's um, my mom's sixty-fifth coming up. Oh, fair um, fair so fair. she's like kind of treating the family, and it's kind of like we've got a, like a, a big house, and it's, you know all the wives and the and, and the kids, and you know so it's. Uh, Who's cooking? You are you gonna you're gonna be uh, doing dinner one night? Is it a bit of um is it a come dining with the couples? You have to rate <laughs> I, I, each other. No, not not me. Not not for that many people. I, I did cook um for uh, mine and Sav's anniversary a couple of mm. weeks back, mm. and um, the old fillet steaks, four minutes Ooh. either side. Oh, yeah. um, honestly, did a I made my own uh, garlic butter. Oh, mate! I did a prawn cocktail for starter and made me wow. own. Uh, Thousand Island, which is just basically two tablespoons of uh, of uh, ketchup, two tablespoons of mayo, a bit of lemon, a bit of lemon juice, and don't, uh, a bit don't of ruin the illusion, mate. Don't ruin oh, the mate, illusion. It, the Edwards recipe—it's there for everybody to use. But um, yeah, no, I'm just looking forward to having a, a few days away. And uh, yeah, if if Warsaw were winning five or six nil every week, then I'd maybe be a bit uh, dismayed. But uh, I think it's probably a good time to go away, to be honest. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> three, it's about three and a half hours for me from here. From there, just trying to think. It, it does look lovely. Mm. Although uh, the first Google, the first Google search is Weymouth Tacky. Why is Weymouth Tacky? Is Weymouth Tacky? It's yeah. blessed with extraordinary natural beauty, mate. Apparently. Yeah, it, you you couldn't ask that question about pretty much any seaside resort, yeah. though, can't you? Really, on on the bushy Isles, is it tacky? It might be tacky in some people's eyes, but. Uh, but for me, very nice. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try it out, mate. It looks very nice. I want to take the dogs somewhere for a little bit of beach roaming. So, um, but it is. It is a bit of a drive, isn't it? It is. It, it's. You get off the M5, and then you've still got a good mm, an hour and a half. That's. It can be a bit of a pain in the ass, to be honest. So, uh, it took us seven hours to get back last year. So, it's that Bristol bottleneck, which people oh, yeah. will be familiar with mm-hmm. on the M5. Mm-hmm. Once you get through that, you're all right. But. Uh, 
Good stuff, yeah. good stuff, mate. Well, talk, <laughs> talking about pain in the arses, uh, Warsaw, mm. um, uh, since we last spoke, have, um, <laughs> yeah. have, have played two, lost two. Um, it's all going a bit to shit, really, uh, Joe, unfortunately, um, part yeah. of my French. But, um, yeah, 2 defeat at home to Leighton Orient and, uh, and, and a 1-0 defeat away at Rochdale. Both disappointing results, probably Saturday being... Um, from what I gather, and obviously you were then, you can tell us a lot about it. The the one of even though not the worst result and scoreline of the season, probably one of the worst days of the season for a variety of reasons. Um, mm-hmm. um, and uh, look, that kind of boost and that bump and that feel good factor has is eradicated uh, very quickly. I'm not saying this is the manager's fault, but just no. the type of performances and the players that are. Um, ultimately taken to the field at the moment aren't aren't good enough, Joe. And uh, Saturday was a uh, was pretty brutal, wasn't it? Yeah, the honeymoon period that you alluded to there is very much over. Um, in the in the rearview mirror, I mean, God, it's come crashing back down to earth, and it's as bad as that seven game losing run under Taylor. You know, the, the characteristics we're seeing are, are, are scarily, you know, the the same really. These players are, have gone back to their old ways, if you like, or it, their true colours, if you will, probably. Um, don't get me wrong, it's not everyone. Um, there are players who care, but the, 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 as, as a, an unnamed player said in the dressing room afterwards at Rochdale, not enough of you care, and that hit the nail on the head. Um, you can take a lack of quality to an extent, and you can take losses, and, you know, Christ knows that Walsall have had, have, have had enough of them this season. But... Um, not trying is unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Um, not applying yourself in the correct manner. Um, running round half-hearted, bad body language. They're inexcusable. Um, and if you're not going to... At least if you're not going to play for the badge, play with a bit of professional pride and a mm-hmm. bit of personal pride. But that, even that didn't seem to be there. Um if they were playing anybody off off cop, you know, um, Rochdale, fair enough, they got their win. But if they were playing anybody worth their salt, really, at the top end of the league, they would have lost five or six. Yeah, um, runners weren't being tracked. Um, closing down was just it, it gone out the window. Um, so toothless going forward, like just no threat at all. Um, I mean, link up between midfield and attack just absolutely non-existent. Um, it, it, it's hard to. I know. I know our job is a, is a journalist, and I, 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 I said my thoughts in you know obviously eight hundred and whatever word analysis piece I did. But it's it's hard to find the words to fully justify how bad it was. You almost had to be there to see, to witness it, and just to kind of be here. Yeah, Tortured by it, to be honest, it, it was. It was torture watching it. It was. It was awful. Um, tensions kind of threatened to boil over towards towards the end. I mean, fans who again have travelled in such good numbers throughout the season, and there was a four hundred and fifty at Rochdale, you know, for a dead rubber match, really. And you know, they go there and um, witness two shots on target. I think it was throughout the game, but both of those were kind of pot shots. And, um, you know, they were chanting, we're effing S, you know. Mm. Um, and there which were no wants to, to hear, but it's which I pretty, want to hear, but it was it's pretty damning, isn't it? It was the brutal truth. And 
And, you know, then there was a, an incident where it looks like Emmanuel Osadibi's going to take a throw in on that side and somebody must have said something to him and he's reacted and then tensions really kind of threatened to spill over there. Um, you know, it's it, it, it got a little bit ugly without going, you know, really off the rails. But he, obviously those incidents aren't what you want to see. But the, the, the frustration and the anger that was expressed by the supporters, I think, was completely justified. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they, they turned up to watch their team pay play, paid good money, obviously petrol money and stuff like that as well. You know, these are way days and never cheap cheap days out. And to see, you know, a, a good amount of players not trying their hardest is it it, it is it, it it's unforgivable it is. You, you can't you know, yeah that Michael Flynn had probably said be, had said beforehand that he'd he'd made up his mind on ninety five percent of the squad. Well, it worked worked out ninety five percent of the squad, and some will probably be thinking, "Well, I will be in it next season anyway." But as as Flynn said afterwards, they're playing for their futures as professional footballers. Because where do you go from the bottom rung of mm-hmm. League Two? Mm-hmm. You know that that that's where they are. They're eighteenth in League Two. Where do they think they're going? Yeah, you know where who if. If they're released by Warsaw this summer, who, unless they've got a fantastic agent who deserves a blue pay rise, yeah, where are they going to go? You know, they're not they're not going to go to a to a, you know up to a League One club or you know if if anybody's done their research really, you've mm-hmm. only got to look where they are. Mm-hmm. You'd like to think the only way is probably down into the National League, sure. and yes, and yes, you can earn a pretty penny at that level. Yeah, um, but. You know what I mean? Where, where are you going to go from from scraping the barrel in League Two? Which again, I've said it many times, and I'll keep on saying it, is a poor old division. Mm-hmm. Walsall are, a, you know, this season they've been a rubbish team in a rubbish division. Sure. And you'd think a bit of personal pride would kick in. Yeah, I might not be here next season, but get myself in the shop window. I might, I might be able to get a decent move, a club that. You know, maybe he's on an upward trajectory, he's splashing, splashing a bit of cash, you know, end up in the right squad, and who knows what can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was none of that. Um, and um, throwing in the towel, on the beach, whatever you want to you, you want to say, that, that, that would be putting it lightly, really. Um, I, I said, it, said it after the game in, in my piece, and I stick by it. It was an insulting performance. Um, you know, you can, take, you can take a lack of quality, but... Um, you know, to to not try is just is is laughing in the face of supporters, and it's it's, it's unforgivable. You say um, not trying, Joe. I mean, that's a pretty damning statement to to say. What yeah? What um, what makes you come to the conclusion that they weren't trying? I mean, it's it's pretty difficult for me, like, not to to look at a player and go and go what. You know why? Why are you on the pitch? So what was what was so bad on Saturday? What was the indications that the players were showing where they literally were half-assed? Just the, the general pace of play went went mm-hmm. on the ball. No urgency. No kind of um, taking throw-ins, um, free kicks. Just so pedestrian in everything that they did. Uh, uh, Towards the I mean, are these players better than that? Can they deliver better than that? They, yeah, they, not can, good they, enough? they can, they can. And, and, and for me, it seemed like they actively chose not to um, on, 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 on Saturday. 
because they have pulled out those performances to beat the league leaders Forest Green in, in, in Michael Flynn's first game in charge. Of course, had that night at Port Vale early on in the season under the previous manager, Matt Taylor. But you know, they've had good wins under Flynn. And, and we're talking as recently as you know five or six weeks ago. And yeah, they can turn it on um, in fits and starts. But at the core, they're not good enough. The table is there, they're 18th, they deserve to be where they are. And as I say, no urgency on the ball, no, um, no kind of link up or looking to play it quick or looking to get the ball forward. Second half especially, um, just just now closing down, just kind of watching, just watching players pass them by. If you look at the goal, the midfield and the defence have just gone they they're just mm. I I will I just don't know where they've gone. The, the the one player runs through the middle, plays a through ball right through the heart of Warsaw. Parted like the Red Sea. I just don't know where they are. <laughs> and and he, he you know Osadebi makes a last ditch run to try and uh, to, to to tackle the lad. He chops back onto his left foot and just rolls it past Jack Rouse. And he mm. it was it was so simple. It was it's almost like I don't know if you were playing. FIFA on beginner, you know. You, of course, it, it's it was just you know, honestly the the um, and I, I don't use that phrase lightly, but I've, I've watched them enough this season, and mm. I, I, I now you can tell, and that's and that's why fans reacted so vigorously at the end, and they were completely yeah. justified in their actions, because if you can see that that players aren't trying their hardest. Mm-hmm. Then they deserve the criticism that comes their way because they're they're paid to represent the badge, paid to represent the club, and there's 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 now there's now room for for, for half measures. You you got to give it your all, win, lose, or draw, and and Walsall did Walsall didn't do that. Do you feel something's happened in between? You know the in the kind of better uptick in performances, and and you say like Flynn making his mind up on players. Do you think him coming out and saying he's made his mind up on ninety five percent of the squad has been counterproductive to the players that maybe saw their futures away from the club, or maybe he's spoken to those players saying just to let you know you're not going to be part of my plans going forward. Do you think those conversations may have happened, and that might be a result of of these kind of performances if the players who who are being told they haven't got a future, are still being selected? Maybe. I still don't think that's really an excuse. Mm. Um, you know, even if even if you're not going to be at the club long term, you play for, your, play for yourself. And, yeah. you know, you play for, as I say, to earn, earn yourself into, into reckoning because where where they're going to go from, from there if they're not deemed good enough for Warsaw. Mm. Mm. Um, so... I still think there's definitely a personal pride thing that should take over, and and you know if if the manager has said I don't know whether these conversations have taken place, this is just kind of spitballing. But if he has told somebody indeed they're not in his long term plans, well it's like well I'll I'll show him then. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That 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 should be the way. Like oh well I'll I'll show him what he's missing, um, and then if you score a few goals and you earn yourself a move in the summer and then you end up scoring goals somewhere else or playing every week somewhere else and, and who knows maybe finishing in the better you know playing for a better team than Warsaw then you have the mm. last laugh you mm. know but that, that's that doesn't seem to be the be the way that things have uh, have gone unfortunately um I don't know it's just it's quite stark that since Warsaw have been pretty much safe 
since they got to that forty-seven point mark, um, they were they were abject against Light and Orient. Yeah, um, at home, and you would think after that performance, right? We can't be. You, the, the, it was that old feeling that I've had a few times this season that well, it can't really get much worse than that. Mm. Um, and you would have thought, well, there'll be a response now at, at Rochdale, but it never materialised. Uh, from minute one, there were just not. There was no urgency, um, no kind of desire to to, to to close down to try and make things happen. It was just completely on the beach end of season fair, and um, you know, at Rochdale, Rochdale got their goal, took the win, and as I say, if if there would have been against the top half team, I mean. You know they they lost five nil to Swindon, didn't they? In that in that second game under Flynn, yeah. Had they put in that performance, um, because they weren't terrible in the first half actually against Swindon, they had actually done all right. Yeah. But they ended up losing five nil on the night. If they would have played like they did against Rochdale against Swindon, that Swindon team that were mm-hmm. ruthless, you, you know you could be racking up a cricket score. You know eight nine ten. It was yeah. uh, it was ridiculous really. Um. I'm just looking at the table now, 18th in the table, 47, the, the level with uh, four different teams on 47 points. I mean, realistically, Warsaw will finish between 14th, that's Leighton Orient at this moment in time, yeah. on 49 points, and 20th, Colchester, yeah. um, on 45th. Is there any kind of motivation apart from pride and, and I guess a bit of cash of finishing 14th? And can you see them... Is there any kind of indication they can get out of this slump and and finish? I'm not going to say anywhere near respectable in 14th because it's not, but but in that mid-table slot when you look at back at you know towards the end of Taylor's tenure and you know that, that devastating defeat at Scunthorpe. I mean Scunthorpe, they can't. They oh, literally have absolutely bombed. I mean they were bombing before, they're bombing yeah. since. So um, if there was ever a, a game to go out on, it was that one. But um, can they finish you know higher in that in that in that position than, than lower potentially? Well, I think whether it'll be on the players' minds that much, but I'm sure it'll be on on the minds of people at the club, mm. um, on the off the pitch and coaches and and pe- people above, you know, chairman and uh, technical director and things like that. Got to fin- try and finish higher than last season. Yeah, um, that was 19 from 53 points. Um, they're currently 18 from 47. Mm-hmm. So you know, to just kind of. I mean, you can barely. You could. I mean, if they were trying to say that there are that progress has been made, I mean, that would that would be that 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 would be a stretch anyway. But you know, at least you could have the half crumb of comfort that yeah, you did have a better points tally and you did yeah. finish a couple of places higher. Um, you know, if Walsall were to finish twentieth, mm-hmm. um, which as you as you mentioned there isn't isn't far fetched. No, not beyond the realms at all. I mean, they're free. They're free without a win at the mm-hmm. minute. Well, three losses in a in a yeah. row. Um, they're four without a win. Three losses yeah. in a row. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost all five games left. <laughs> the, the way they really, going. I wouldn't. No, really? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. They're, the way that they're playing, um, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think it'll happen. I don't. I, I, I'd imagine they will pick up a couple of re- results along the way. But if it was to happen, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, you know, and, and it, of course, it was a seven-game run that, that saw Matt Taylor get get the boot. Um, so, yeah, you'd like to think there is a 
whether it's, you know, obviously a lot of the players that are here now weren't there last season, but you'd like to think a bit of, there'll be a message, well, at least try and finish better than last season because we all know that, you know, the, you know, the the poor story that was, and to and to finish even worse than that would be a would be really damning, really. I mean, we all talk about potential of uh, promotion and, and and next season and, and Flynn turning it around. I mean, to turn things around, Joe, it seems like you're going to have to make drastic changes, not yeah. only to the playing squad, but to recruitment, I guess, as a whole. I mean, for you to be in and around the League Two, let's say, automatic promotion next season, you need to be averaging two points a game. Yeah. Or in and around two points a game. What yeah. makes you think that from the players that Warsaw have got here or the players that could be kept or the players that have got contracts that are longer than the end of this season, plus new additions that they can they can uh, well can can they turn it around? Can can you see them making a, a charge or does it massively depend on what players they get in this time around? And if so, then a certain people in uh, have have certain people got a huge somewhere ahead of them? I'm not talking about the manager. I'm not talking about the players. I'm talking about the hierarchy and recruitment mainly. Yeah, um, if they stick with the vast majority of this group, they're going nowhere. You know that. that let, let's let's make that clear. Um, the summer hinges on a, re, a rebuild, and now for them to be in this position um, is, you know, is there has been failures. Um, you know that they shouldn't be in this you know position where they need to go into another summer and need to rebuild. You know, I think there was there was a lot of talk last summer about the characters that were bringing in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've done a lot of due diligence, making sure we get the right characters, the right people, things like that. Um, but which all it, sounds nice. Which all sounds nice, but it, I think they're just platitudes, really. Mm. Like I just don't, they obviously haven't rung true. If they had the characters in there and they had the quality in there, then they wouldn't be 18th in in the league, would they? So, and I, and even the contracts now, I don't think they they offer any guarantees, really. You know what I mean? It's not just the outer contract players I fear for. It's um, it's it's a lot of the contracted players as well. Um, yeah. Now, Rolly Meniesi being taken off after 17 minutes against Leighton Orient. Um, and he's on the contract till 2024. But I said in my piece for that game, and I stick by it, I think it's hard for him to come back from that. I wouldn't be surprised if that's his last contribution in the Warsaw shirt, one way wow. or another. Wow. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Because um, Flynn didn't seem to be his biggest fan regardless. And he only found himself in the team... That day, because well, not that day, but the the, the game previously, because uh, Donovan Daniels pulled up injured. So, yeah, I, I think many Essie could easily be one that's, uh, that's shown the exit door one way or another in the summer. This current race, unless he has comes back into the team for the last five games and performs like he did pre permanent contract, because since being signed permanently, I think it's a, it must be a confidence thing with him. Um, but his form has just has completely now dived. Um, Literally from signing that contract. Yeah. The very yeah, next yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. The very next game, he scored an own goal against Stevenage. Um, and and from there, it's just been it's just been a downward spiral. Um, Devante Rodney um, signed in January, uh, two and a half year contract, twenty twenty four, and he has shown very little in these in these games so far. I mean, it's. Do feel, do feel a little bit for him because he came in injured and he's been playing a game of catch-up 
and he's had substitute appearances and he had a couple of starts and then back on the bench for Rochdale. Um, but I'm yet to really see that much from him. He did all mm-hmm. right at Salford as the lounge striker, but he's not really ever looked like scoring. And if he doesn't get a goal before the end of the season, then you do wonder what, what might happen there, really. Yeah. Um, you've got then players like uh, Brendan Keenan, who's got another year, and he got he did get a start at Rochdale, but then got brought off after about 60, 70 minutes and didn't have a great game. And that was his first start under Flynn. And, you know, he's, he's a player with a year left. But, you know, I, I think the problem will be is where, where do they, you know, these, these contracted players, where do they end up? Taking them to like who who's going to take them? I guess, um, but I think it's it's going to be a, a cutthroat summer one way or another. I, I you know I think we'll probably come onto it in, into it uh, shortly, but there's there isn't a great deal that I'd probably keep to be honest. You talk well, let's you, let's, let's go on you, to it, Joe. Let's go single on to figures, it. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you talk about cutthroat summer. I mean, I think and look, Flynn said he wants to. Wants to get back and challenging and get back into, into challenging to get back into the league one, have a cup run, etc. But you've got to have the players to do that. So if they're backing Flynn, if they're backing him full time, then Fullerton's got to almost give him the players that he wants within, you know, the budget, I guess. And the budget is is a is a big part of that. But is it time now to almost side with someone who's got this experience to to do incredibly well in this division, rather than maybe a, I guess, a head of recruitment that hasn't shown much. Much recruitment uh, ability so far, really, um, from a from a player point of view. I mean, it's damning to say, but you know, it's been it's been more bad than good, hasn't it? Since since Jamie's been there. Yeah, and of course they had the kind of technical director, head coach model, and you know Matt Taylor, you know as a as a as a de- as a manager making his uh, kind of first role as a as a head coach. Then that that was very much the technical director, head coach model. Um, Michael Flynn is head coach by title but I don't see him as a head coach I see him as a manager and I think everybody else does to be honest um, I mean he even referenced it in his press conference I mean you can call me head coach call me manager whatever you want it, I, I think it's it's a title really and I don't think it's much more than that I, you know I'd imagine Flynn wants to be heavily involved in um, in signings and you know the Lee Tomlin signing, for example. I mean, again, that's one up to yet that really hasn't hasn't really paid off. He's had a he's had a stop start time at Warsaw, um, of course, got groin injury at the minute. Um, but that would have been a, that would have been a Michael Flynn signing. That that's one he would have instigated and 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 you know and done. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes up in the summer. You know whether it's whether it is a collaborative effort, whether it's led by Flynn, and it's just a case of kind of Jamie doing the, you know, the leg work and the kind mm. of stuff to kind of get them over the line, or um, it will be interesting to see how it shakes up. But you'd imagine with Flynn being a, an experienced manager at the level, having seen what it takes to compete at the top end, then he'll have the idea of what's needed, and yeah. and. Um, you just hope it bears through, because um, I, I have confidence in Flynn um, that he, you know, that he comes in and the I, I I like what I see from from Mike, and I think fans do generally. I think they like the way he speaks with passion, with with he honesty. Spoke well at the end of the game, didn't he? Yeah, he speaks well. He doesn't pull any punches, but I I, mm. I, I don't think there's any use pulling any punches at, at mm. this rate. I, I, I don't. Um, you know, he's a bit old school in that sense. 
Um, but he even now... on the altercation with Osadib, he came out with a good line, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's it. I mean, you know, I mean, Matt Tyler stuck by him through thick and thin, but ultimately he lost his job, and yeah. um, you know, Flynn won't stand for any won't stand for any kind of lack of commitment and, and stuff like that. He will be ruthless and. Um, I just hope, yeah, they, they get it. They get it right in the summer because if they do, and I think if they give Flynn the tools to to what he wants to do, I, I am confident that they can turn it around next season. But I, I think the, the the makeup of the group will look vastly different uh, to, to what it is now. Um, I think you'll have a handful, um, and then the rest of it, new players. Um, are they can 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 they can they um, challenge next year, Joe? As it stands. Well, I, I think you know. I think you look at the, the, the teams that are up there, and I, I, Exeter are a team that have been together for a few years and had a, had a few, you know, kind of nearly almost got there. Forest Green have probably been building towards it for a couple of years. Um, I don't think. I mean, Salford are on the cusp of the playoffs, and they chop and change every year. I mean, they've gone through a, 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 several different managers, and now they've got money. Um, but it, I don't think it necessarily has to be that you've had to have, have had the group together for a couple of years to mount a promotion charge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a newly established group can do it. Um, it's just gonna, it's just a making sure that you've got the right players in. Um, yeah, so I, I think I think they can. Um, you know, as I say, if 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 it's if there's too many from this group, then probably not. But um, if if they've got they've got they've got a lot of areas to address, and I think if you if you're looking at um, what to kind of build it around, I think a lot of it comes from having a a proper um, you know you want a proper centre forward, you want a proper centre midfield, you want you need a you need a proper spine, and um, Walsall don't boast that, and um, so you know they've got to get that right amid everything else really. So um, now it's a massive summer and. Um, you know they've got to get they've got to get it pretty much bang on really in terms of rec- recruitment. There can't be, you know, a, a summer like last where you've had um, a lot more uh, misses than hits. You know, it, but eighty ninety percent of the players that are brought in in the summer have got to hit the ground running and hit it, um, and and adapt quickly because otherwise then are you know it's uh, it's probably going to be too big of a task. Just a word before we uh, before we kind of hit questions, and there's a lot more. There's some really good questions again this week from the peeps. It's um, a couple of injury updates, please, Joe. Yeah, so yeah, they've they've got a few. Um, obviously, Rochdale was a dark day on the whole, and it wasn't helped by injuries. It doesn't excuse the performance, but obviously added to the feeling of the day. Um, Cole Rushworth jarred his shoulder in the warm-up and that to be replaced by Jack Rose at the 11th hour. And Jack, fair play to him, come in and, and was solid. And mm. and Cat was probably the only one, really, to come out of that game with real credit. Um, you know, he, he's, he can't fault him whenever he's been called upon, to be honest. And I probably would offer him something um, for him to stay. It's just whether he's happy to, to stay without the guarantees that he's going to be, um, you know, a, a, a number one. But... Um, mm. We'll have to see what happens there. But uh, yeah, so Carl is his shoulder. Have to wait and see whether he can be involved in Friday. If not, then Rose will uh, deputise again. Um, Liam Kinsella came off with his hamstring after about 25 minutes and 
Flynn afterwards seemed to think that his season was over, which which is a you know which is a real blow really because Kinsella has been the shining light of these since the turn of the year, especially. I think he'd be many people's player of the season. Personally, I'd probably just give it to Jack Earing, but um, you know, Earing and Kintella have been the the uh, you know the, the the best players this season. I'd say. Um, so I think to... he was the mystery oh, person in the dressing room. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it, Flynn, Flynn didn't. There's tell not us. many who've got the character to call the players out. I'm just trying to think of uh, looking through that that team or that squad and well, I'm thinking there's I... probably two or three absolute max who would uh, who would be able to have the confidence and, and probably the um, the frustration to express their feelings amongst the peers yeah yeah you, you know I think a few people said Kinsella one or two on Twitter tweeting me suggested it could be Ward mm. having been at Wolves and been at the top level of the game and stuff like that and you know and I suppose Ward is out of contract and probably won't be there regardless but I don't know. I, I, I genuinely don't know who it was. Um, Flynn didn't tell us off the record or anything like that. So, um, but um, yeah. So Liam's Liam's out, and uh, Connor Wilkinson had to be out off the pitch as well in the dying seconds at Rochdale. So he's another doubt for Friday, along with uh, Donovan Daniels, who missed out last weekend, uh, <laughs> and Tyree Shade missed out last weekend as well, uh, along with uh, Lee Tomlin as well. So. Um, there are a few injuries, and um, but uh, you know the likes of um, I'll, I'll read a piece today. You know a, a few who've got a point to prove in the in the, in the final few games. Uh, Devante Rodney, we've touched on him. He needs a goal. Uh, Josh Labadie, a skipper, uh, needs to stand up and um, step up his performances, especially with uh, Liam Kintella injured now. Um, it's it's not happened for him in a Warsaw shirt up to yet, but um, there is a still at least five games to go and. Him having worked under Flynn at Newport, you would guess that he will be here next year. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. I guess there's no guarantees, but you would lean towards that. And then Sam Perry as well. He's got a, you know, he's he's had to w- wait patiently for a, for a proper opportunity. Um, but with Kinsella injured, as as we say, that he's probably going to get some minutes now in these last few games. And I believe he's out of contract, so um, time to show what he's worth as well. So. Uh, yeah, five games to go, and uh, pretty much everybody has a, has a point to prove to some extent. But there are a few who, uh, you know, have got to kind of uh, up their game, really. Has Lee Tomlin played his last game in a horsehall shirt? He could well have done. He could well have done. I mean, they're, they're going to have to see whether this groin injury he picked up um, is, is severe enough to really make for the season. I mean, it would be a shame if he ended in that way because he came on and he looked. He looked out of sorts from the minute he came on in that game, really, against Leighton Orient. He looked like he was almost carrying that from the outset. And then I think he took a short free kick and then kind of pulled his groin. But um, he wasn't moving freely uh, before that. I mean, he came on in the 17th minute and was off in the 41st. So, you know, he lasted, what, 23 minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, for, for for his sake, and you know, for for the early promise he showed in those you know cameo appearances, you do hope that he at least you know gets the chance to kind of sign off on a better note. But um, we'll have to wait and see with that one. Right, before we get onto the questions, um, a note from our sponsors, Adoption at Heart. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Warsaw Council, Dudley Borough Council, and Sandwell Children's Trust. 
terms of encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within our diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place, call 01902-553818. Let's get straight on with the questioners. First one is from Jord at Hunt 98 says, Joe, in your personal opinion, do you have confidence in Pomlitz and Fullerton's ability to back Flynn with the players he wants? Good question. Good question. Um, I mean, based on last summer, you can only be sceptical, really. Um, I've said it a few times that you know, there's not many success stories coming out of last summer. And January, I wrote at the time, they probably they didn't strengthen. They kind of it was tit for tat, if not mm. a touch weaker. And you know, which has kind of bore fruit as well. You know, they haven't had a massive uplift since January, although. You know, Flynn came in mid-February and got the results, but, you know, that January window didn't save Matt Taylor. Um, so, yeah, based on the last two windows, I'm I'm, I'm a bit sceptical, really. Um, you know, I, I don't have 100% confidence. Um, you know, um, I could have write, write it off. I mean, obviously, there is... You can't... Um, can't get them all right, of course, and that you know every club has bad windows, um, but it, to, to make it three in a row, um, you know, would, would be would be really really bad. So uh, you, you do hope, kind of, as per the old adage, third times the charm, and um, you know, Flynn does get the play, players he wants, and um, Walsall will be uh, all the better for it. Yeah, um, Phil says, Osso Davies is coming in for some particularly strong criticism from some fans. Do you think this is fair, given he's not one of the players hiding on the pitch? Yeah, it's... Um, I don't know if he... It's hard to say, because I was on the other side of the, of the pitch and I didn't hear what was said um, on Saturday. I don't know if there was a little bit that he was the victim of that he was just on that side and taking the throw. Um I, I did see a few tweets saying that he was kind of his, his body language and he was kind of, um, uh, I don't know, kind of half taking the mic. Um, and then I, 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 I don't know what the full story is. I, I couldn't see it well enough from, from where I was. Um, but I do think there, is, it, there might have been an element that he just found himself in the wrong place at the wrong time, taking a throw in. Um, right in front of those fans after mm. a crap performance all round. Um, you know, against um, against Leighton Orient, which was a, you know, which was also an abject performance, um, I think I gave Osadibi the highest mark because I thought he was at least the one trying to make some mm-hmm. stuff happen. Um, yeah, yeah, just wonder what will happen there. Um, I think Osadibi, really, the crux of it, is Osadibi wants to be a number 10. He wears yeah. number 10, wants to be a number 10, hasn't performed consistently enough in that role for Walsall. Um, that, that is the crux of it. What, you know, kind of, 
circumstances, whatever, whatever the reason is for it, he hasn't been consistent enough in that position. He's played his best football for Walsall this season as a right wing back, but I don't think he will see himself in that position long term. And I'd argue probably Flynn doesn't see him in that position long term. So I would probably be leaning towards that he would he would move on to be honest and and. Um, you know, because he said in interviews when speaking about the wing back, he says, "Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm enjoying it. I, 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 uh, you know, I did a job for the team, but everybody knows really, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an attacking midfielder, and that's where I want to play. And, and I guess you know, having played that position all his life, then that, that probably is his natural, natural leaning. But um, I think that'll be the crux of it, really, regardless of what kind of what, what happened there and the disagreements with fans. I, I think he has a. I think he's had a bit of unjust criticism at times. Um, mm. uh, I mean, he react. He seemed to react a little bit, whether he needs to react. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know what was said. So um, it's a difficult one. But I think the long and short of it is that probably he wants to be a number ten. I don't know whether Warsaw can offer that in really. And yeah, if if I was toss of a coin, I'd probably say he'd be off in the summer. Okay. Um, Nick Etheridge, any relation to Neil? Do we have we worked that one out yet, Joe? I don't. Cousin? I don't think so. Nephew. I don't think so. Let us know, Nick. But I don't Niece. think I, uh, he's he's got a nice got a nice haircut. Got good good hair. He's, good he's, hair. He's yeah. Got a nice. Uh, yeah, like a like a mod. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Get him, um, get him involved. Let, let us know. <laughs> uh, if Warsaw were to receive a sizable sum for the transfer of either Rico Henry or Elijah. Adebayo, would the club be better off using it towards the purchase of the freehold or giving it to Flynn to strengthen the budget for next season? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, it is is a valid question. It's just, it's hard to know now. I mean, you'd imagine they've got pretty much most of the recal money now. Mm. Um, There might be another bonus in there. You know, if he... I don't know if if he plays for England or something like that. Maybe I, I don't know that for sure, but maybe that would be the last one to take. I don't know, but I'd like to think they've probably got most of the money now of that of that Rico deal. Um, Adebayo, there is a sell on. Um, Pomley kind of revealed that at one of the fan forums earlier on this season. Um, he has scored goals for Luton this season. Um, I mean. Yeah, I mean the the, the free old. It's um, I've said it before. It's an albatross around their neck, really, because they're, they're having to pay five hundred thousand pound a year in rent, um, and that of course is going to impact on the playing budget. Um, so, I mean, I suppose if you put it towards the purchase of the free old, I guess that in turn kind of strengthens the budget. So you know what I mean. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, it, it is a good question. It's 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 a hard one to answer fully outright because I don't know what the figures would be. Um, we've had a bio. Um, you'd imagine it's somewhere between a five percent or a ten percent sell-on. Uh, but what kind of fee would he command? Would Walsall see that money up front? Would it be paid in instalments? There's a lot of factors really to to know for sure whether he, they could just here we go. Here's six hundred grand in the bank. Let's put it towards the. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I think there's a lot more that go that goes into it than to just now that. And I don't know whether it could immediately strengthen the budget because a, a lot of a lot of these things in football now you look through clubs' accounts and 
God, I hate it when the bloody accounts drop every year because mm. it's probably it's, it's, <laughs> God, it's working your way through all the bloody, all the jargon and morsels are squeaky clean as well. Um, <laughs> and, and and wolves is to be fair, they all are you know they all are obviously hire external accountants or whatever to to go for their accounts and make sure you know it's hard you know you'd have to have a forensic look at them really uh to to to, you know my eye wouldn't spot the the things that somebody you know trained to look at them would be but then my point is that a lot of these deals and transfers and sell-ons they're done in they're done in installments Mm -hmm. and um you know the a big example for from us is is when Wolves sold uh, Jota to Liverpool. Like Wolves received the money for that in instalments. Like oh, on first glance, it's an amazing forty forty million pound fee, but they're getting it over the course of like four or five years. So yeah. it's, um, it doesn't immediately strengthen you. So um, yeah, it's a good question, but I I can't really give you a full answer because I don't really know what kind of money they'd, they'd be playing with, and. Adebayo, I guess uh, you know he's had a good season, but um, yeah, would he command that much money? I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, Sammy says, "Is the summer transfer window make or break for Fullerton? It's clear the players he brought in aren't good enough. We all know that Flynn won't stand for subpar players. It'll be interesting what happens." Yeah, I think I think you know, it, it, like like a manager has to perform, and like a player has to perform, a, a, a technical director has to. Um, has, has to has to perform as well, and yeah, you know, as we've touched on there, the um, the last two windows haven't been successful, and um, you know uh, uh, th- there is there is an onus on uh, on making sure that it's a successful summer because, as I've said many a time, you know to stick by the vast majority of this group would be a mistake. Ultimately, they're 18th in League Two, and um, if they want to be promoted next season or compete for promotion, then changes are needed, and uh, there is an onus on. Uh, Recruiting the right players. Jimmy says, do you think Pomlet and the board are going to back Flynn this summer or do you think they've blown a bigger budget this season? Uh, I mean, I think Pomlet has said a few times that we got a top 10 budget. So I think that's what he said a couple of times or top seven budget. I mean, it's hard to know exactly where it lies, but what came out a couple of weeks ago was the agent's fees. Um, which co- which give you a little bit of an insight as to exactly what clubs are spending. Um, Warsaw's was about sixty grand for the previous two windows, which mm. put them seventh in League Two. So, you know, it's interesting in one sense because a, a lot of Warsaw's deals were supposedly frees, but no transfer is ever really free these days because yeah. you know, there's an agent fee and stuff in, involved, but. You know, if they're, if they're spending that on agents' fees, the seventh, what's it? You'd probably say it's, it is a it is a top ten budget. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see exactly how much of that, you know, that was played and whether they've max maxed out on this current squad. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be an onus on wheeling and dealing, and and you know, getting. I guess if they can, these ones that they've put on long-term contracts. If if Flynn doesn't see them in his long-term plans, uh, many SA Rodney, um, then they'd have to get him out because you can hardly really afford to pay them you sure. know, two two more years on the contract and then really, you know, build on top of them. You kind of be lumbered with them one way or another. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, I'd I'd like to think that the you know I think Flynn 
wouldn't have come in if he didn't have a certain amount of assurances. I mean, he said before on record that he was looking for a League One job. Um, so you'd like to think that he, you know, um, he, he he might be surprised by the scale of the work that's needed. Mm. Just just the scale of it. I think he would have known that yes, a rebuild was needed, but quite to this extent, maybe he's been a touch surprised. I'm not sure you know. Yeah, of course, he, he he'd only know the answer to that. I might ask him that in, in the next couple of weeks. But um, um, yeah. It, you'd like to think he would have had certain assurances over the budget that he would be able to work with in the summer, and sure. you'd like to think if he, you know, if they didn't have two pennies to to, to, to rub together, so to speak, or whatever that well, whatever that phrase is, um, then he wouldn't have come in the first place. Uh, Jamie Simner says, "What is your Warsaw best eleven over the course of the season, and what formation do you think has worked best? Also, would you play with the season?" Uh, <laughs> it's quite a long one. Is that one to answer? Maybe, maybe in the. Um, um, at the end of the season, your best uh, eleven, or do you want to r- rattle through your one to eleven? Oh God, um, I think the best formation would be three-five-two. Yeah, I think that's probably that, that. Those first few games under Flynn, that was probably the best um, we've seen. Um, yeah, picking out an eleven or off the top of my head might be a bit hard. I, one thing I will say just quickly, because we'll probably will build on this towards the end of the season I am collating all of my player ratings throughout the season mm. and once the season finishes I will do a piece um, that kind of tallies up all of them shows kind of who comes out on top who, who, you know what I mean yeah. so probably when that comes out um, you know that might lend itself to kind of expanding it on the podcast and then and then talking about kind of like exactly, it, like exactly what my uh, 1 to 11 would be Good stuff. Uh, Campoverde Patel says, or Padel says, as fans, we are all blaming the apparent disinterest of the players, but how do the last three to four performances reflect on the coaching staff? None of them seem to be able to get a tune out of this squad anymore. For me, that's a worry going forward, regardless of players' ability. Yeah, I guess it it is a valid point uh, to raise. I don't... um, I'm not worried about Fling's credentials, personally. Um... I think the uplift that that was seen in the first several weeks, I think it, I, I've, I do genuinely believe it reflects more on the players because they've, you know, this is their second manager of the season, and the parallels that we're seeing now between Taylor and um, Flynn, I think you can only point the finger more so towards the players. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, there are maybe a couple of things like you know formation and stuff like that, but. Formation, regardless, um, that doesn't that doesn't um, wh- whatever formation you're playing in, the onus is on the players to work hard, mm. and um, they didn't do that at, at Rochdale. So I think you know the the the, the, the main blame has, has got to fall on their shoulders. Uh, last one from Jason Winnell. He's got a couple, so I'll just I'll just I'll put them all together. Um, assuming Flynn wants to play two up top next season, do you think Rodney is the one to play alongside Wilkinson? Similarly, Wilkinson is not a team player, a poser, and only makes an effort when it suits him. Should we therefore look to brand new to a brand new front two next season? He also says Flynn does not hide the fact that he seems brassed off with the attitude with a lot of the current squad and doesn't rate more than a few of them. Do you think he will walk if he's not given the backing next season for a top seven squad? Rodney haven't seen enough to, to, to say confidently, oh yeah, he's the answer. Um, equally, he's probably not been fully fit, so he probably want a bit more of a chance. But you know, time is running out. 
Um, so, yeah, Rodney, you know, the onus is on him, really, I guess, to to, to, uh, to show what he can do. Wilkinson, um, Wilkinson has blown up and cold, definitely. Um, but in terms of the X factor he brings, I think he's probably, on his day, the most talented player they've got um, in terms of natural touch, spatial awareness. There is definitely, he's got to get it out, drag it out himself more consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would be one that I'd be leaning towards keeping, um, provided he had the right partner. Um, but I think Wilkinson and A, another striker, could be a decent pairing. Um, but uh, And then Flynn, I mean... I, uh, they, they need they need to they need to make sure the summer is right. I mean, as I've said, he he's he's made no secret that he wanted he wanted a League One job and he wants to he wants to get promoted with Warsaw. You know, he's, he's he's laid it out in quite clear terms. And if he's not given the tools he feels to 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 see that job through, then you'd you'd, you'd have to see. But it's very hard to say at, 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 at this rate. I mean, I can't rule out anything categorically in football because you know we've almost seen and seen and heard it all. But um, yeah, he, he wants to be competing at the top end and fingers crossed he's given the tools to uh, to do that. Thank you very much for everyone for their questions. Really good. Better questions than the Wolves, to be honest. Like, they're, always, they're always good questions, to be fair. They are. Fans. They, they are. are. Fair play. Oh, and, and, and again, um, I've had some really nice feedback again as of late, so I really, really appreciate that. I don't revel in writing... Um, how kind of rubbish performances have been, um, but you know, people saying, you know, thanks for saying it as it is, and um, no, that it's, it's really appreciated. Yeah, it's a lot easier, Joe, to wax lyrical about a side who are winning every week. I tell you that, and uh, <laughs> and, and it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot nicer to do. But when it's, yeah. um, you know, sometimes you've got to call a spade a spade, and um, you know, it, it is what it is. Let's hopeful, hopeful next season that we can be writing and talking and discussing and podcasting and videoing, you know, bouncing up and down. But it's been a well, I can say it's been a barren couple of seasons. It's been it's been barren really since uh, since Dean Smith left. Let's be honest. Well, so, um... see, Walsall fans, honestly, like they they know their football. Like they mm. they do. They 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 really do. You know, they're passionate. They they're die hard. And yeah, you've got some more ca- casual fans, I guess, who come to home games, but especially the ones who go away every week. Um, you know, people who listen to the podcast, people who re- read out. You know, that they are die hard supporters. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it'd be you know, you know, they 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 they're really passionate about the club. They know their football, and and for, if I was to say any anything else and honest and try and pull the wool out of their eyes, they'd, you know, it'd just be it'd just be an insult. So absolutely. Um, so now I'll, I'll continue to, to to be as truthful as I can, but hopefully I can be truthful about uh, good performances uh, next season and uh, highlight how good they are. I mean, that, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? That's, it would be. What, it would be what, very nice, yeah. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK. Um, two games then, Joe. Two games uh, in, in three days, of course. Uh, Easter yeah. Friday and Easter Monday. Carlisle and Crawley. Can... I mean, you, I guess you said at the start of the broadcast um, that you could see them losing all five. What, what do they <laughs> need to do to... Um, to get back into into winning ways, can you see any changes? Um, is that it now? Could that be the last straw for for Flynn? Uh, looking at some of these players and, and maybe bringing some um, some fresh faces that maybe we haven't seen too much of this season. Yeah, I mean, um, 
by the way, it'll be Liam Keane. He's going to be there on Monday at Crawley, Boo, and he's going to be uh, and he's going to be Matt Mayer. Um, Boo, both, Villa, both, Villa and Wolves. Well, Boo. both former Warsaw reporters. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now they're they're going to be there for the for the next couple of games. Um, they they need to work hard. That's one. <laughs> um, <laughs> that'd help. Um, I think in terms of the the players, I think Sam Perry is probably one that you look at. I think will be wanting some minutes, especially in the wake of Liam Kintella's uh, injury. Um, Reese Devine played against Rochdale, and you know he looked a little bit rusty, but he'd been out for a while, and um, he might fancy his chance of you know playing them two games as well. Um, up front, it's anybody's guess really. I mean. I thought Miller had come back in for Rochdale, but he didn't. And they played Keenan and Wilkinson as the front two and then brought Miller on the second half, but he showed very little. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodney came on as well and didn't get involved at all. So, And then with, with, with Wilkinson potentially injured, I mean, it's anybody's guess who's playing up front. Um, so... Yeah, there is. There are a fair few question marks over the team on on to, going into Friday. I mean, I have got a. I think I submit a predicted lineup for the paper. All the but best. Be, All the be, best. It'd be like picking the lottery numbers, to be honest. <laughs> um, prediction. Give me a prediction for both weekends. Finish us off, Joe. Uh, oh, maybe they'll win with me not there. So <laughs> I'll go um, a one-nil win against Carlisle, and then. <laughs> Two one loss at Crawley. Two one loss at Crawley. Excellent yeah. news. Don't don't go to Crawley then. No, only kidding. Go to Crawley. Go to Crawley. You never know. The weddings are the best when you've got to win. Uh, right, we're starting to wind up soon, Joe. I think our next podcast will be. Ooh, I was looking now. Maybe after the Port Vale game. So probably got probably got a couple more before season's end. Uh, after the Port Vale game. So. Um, yeah, and um, the end of season awards on the uh, May the first. Yes. Sunday, May the 1st, oh, we'll, we'll oh, end a season dinner. Oh, can't wait. You're going to be there, Joe? You'll be there, won't you? little three-course meal? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think I'll, I think I'll go, yeah. Um, Sunday night. Sunday night? Sunday night. On the fir- Did you say that's on the 1st, is it? Yes, is that the 1st of May, Sunday night? I think so. I think I've just uh, I think I've just signed up for the Birmingham Half Marathon that day. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> might need some cars or I have to come with you uh, to... Uh, yeah, so- Yes, Sunday. Is he always be on a Sunday? That seems a bit. Mind you, I can't be. They can't go on on, on the piss on a Friday, can they? No, we... no, no, exactly. <laughs> it's true. It's very, very, so, very true. Yeah. Um, yeah and then we'll have one at the end of the season to wrap everything up as well. So, um, yes. Thank you very much for listening. I know it's not. I know it's not easy. And um, you know, I, I guess when they're winning, it's a little bit more happier. And uh, no one listens to the podcast, but the people who are still listening for us, even though it's not going too well, I appreciate it. We appreciate you. Spread yes. the word. Thank you very much, Joe. Enjoy Weymouth. Enjoy your time off with 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 family. Uh, come you. back with a nice little nice little tan. And uh, mm. like I say, well, we'll pick up in a couple of weeks' time. But thank you, everybody, as always, for listening. Fingers crossed. Wins on Friday and Monday. Happy Easter, everyone. From me, from Joe. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>